0: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market. He's Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kowatrovich in, where the hell am I? Oh, this is Watertown, (laughs) New York. uh, Just on the American side of the Canadian border, close to the Thousand Islands region. You ever been up here, Moan?
1: I don't know if I've been up to that region. No, DK, that's that's new for me. The Thousand Islands,
0: uh, you probably heard this from other people. There is nothing like it in this world really uh, the, the, the the scenery driving over these really tall bridges mm-hmm. that yeah. cross over literally a thousand islands on both the u.s and the canada side where people have their houses and boats and that's how they live
1: you gonna have me look this up man it's unbelievable i can't
0: even imagine how much these people pay for these because you buy your own little island
1: Get at, well, guess what? It sounds like that's where we're gonna be. Or that's where some people wanted Mac Canada to be at, anyway. Oh no! <laughs> look, at, look at the smooth segue there. I uh, know. Uh, and for those reasons, let's get into it, man. This is this is where I am, man. Um, I was on social media last night, namely the Twits. Okay, and while being on Twitter, man, I asked a question. Okay. Where are we at? How are you guys feeling? And there's a bunch of people that, of course, was just upset. There was a few folks that said, as a matter of fact, that it hit so many people. It has 188,000 impressions on it. That's where we are, okay? That's where we are with this thing. And and my thing is, there's a bunch of people that said, no, I'm not proud of this franchise anymore. It's just, I think that was probably the half a percent, not even a half a percent, a quarter of a percent of people for the most part. And then I go to some of our comments because we are always in the comments, DK, uh, when it comes down to the videos that we upload. And one of the best ones I see is uh Jason DeBrito. They put the posted this on our uh underneath DK Pittsburgh Sports on Twitter. I mean on uh YouTube it says I'm not as happy as unhappy as I thought. And the hmm, more and more we talk through this thing, the more and more we just kind of settle in that the change isn't necessarily there. We saw Today, Greg Roman said that, you know, he was out after understanding Baltimore ain't going to be the place for him. Greg Roman may end up being the guy that needs to have a pass game coordinator with him. I saw a unique tweet from RG3, Robert Griffin III, on social media, on Twitter, that basically said, man, Greg Roman isn't a bad offensive coordinator. He said, if you look at the way it's structured, running backs love him." Tight ends love him. H-backs, all those types of skill players love him. And I think he may have been good for Lamar, but there is no efficiency whatsoever with the passing game. There's absolutely none. And with that being said, it's in a position where that Baltimore offense is kind of tapped out in a sense. So I'm looking at the at the uh, coordinator pool, too. Byron Leftwich got let go. We know that name. We spoke about him a little bit. We know Greg Roman. There's a few other guys out there, but there's also other teams that need offensive coordinators. Heck, there's still a few teams that need head coaches, DK. The the, the, the shark pit that you're getting yourself, the shark infested waters that you're getting yourself into as far as looking for a new guy, I don't think the quality of the guy that you're looking for is going to be there anyway. And it's, this is the other thing, too. As far as, like, finding that unique talent, finding that type of guy, it's the same thing as trying to find that premier quarterback. Everybody and their mom in the NFL right now was chasing after a guy, that guy, trying to get that top pick, and it's so hard to find a Josh Allen. Think about how shaky Josh Allen was in year one and getting into year two. Heck, we still haven't seen much of, out of Justin Herbert. It's rare you get a Joe Burrow. It's rare you get a a Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson winning the uh, MVP in his second year. Let's be honest. What has that actually netted? And I I say all that to say this. Every team has their issue. We're at a spot right now to worry about running it back with Matt Canada for the most part, other than the very upset I'm not gonna buy season tickets. I'm not going to the game. I saw. I saw somebody say, oh, "I'm so not buying gear." <laughs> yeah. Let me say this, DK, and I, I, I almost want to challenge the fan base to kind of say this. Listen at me. I'm looking dead in the camera. If you're on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast or just audio, listen. You're lying to yourself.
0: Oh, bring it,
1: moment. Stop. This is so ridiculous. That's lying. A, I'm not. I'm. I'm done with this team. They're not
0: serious because of a coordinator. You're not doing that, okay? Listen, Moan, I'd like to think nobody's been more vocal than I have in terms of yeah, you have. Mad Canada out, okay? But I'm also not blind, deaf, or dumb, okay? Yeah. I can be dumb sometimes, but definitely <laughs> not the other two. And I'm, I'm I watch this team. Over the yeah. final nine games. Okay? Yeah. And I'm not talking just about the results. I'm not no. being like shallow here, seven and two. I'm right. talking about the offense in principle. You mentioned mm-hmm. Greg Roman. That's actually a neat point because Greg Roman was there to do what? He was there to make up an offense for number yes, eight. Yes, he was. Okay. Well, he did that. And at mm-hmm. times, remember the first year, the yep. unstoppable Ooh, offense. Super it was hot. John Harbaugh's unstoppable. Okay, well, guess what? They actually were they yeah. were yeah. okay mm-hmm. and what you have now in Pittsburgh is a situation where the the offense has begun to discover yeah. who it is and that is pretty much on the ground first and foremost yeah and like yeah. we said on yesterday's show the last thing you want to do is bring, well you'd bring in the new coordinator and the first thing you tell him is hey do do stuff like this. Like we did last year.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's the conversation I had with somebody earlier. I was actually asked about that on my radio show here in Nashville. And, and, and I was, I had a, a segment to where I just went with it. Right. I went on my morning show and I just said, look, you're in a position where we're witnessing certain quarterbacks trying to grow, trying to figure out what works for them. And it's always the, the ongoing conversation System quarterback, learning them, game manager, those types of things come up. And when you're dealing with a young first-round guy that has a really good ceiling and a, and has a, a very solid floor as far as what he's given so far in Pittsburgh, Kenny Pick is not in a position where you want to reset that. Whoever is the guy, whether it's Matt Canada moving forward, whether it's a new guy coming in, guess what's got to happen? the same thing that happened with Brady, the same thing that happened with Ben, the same thing that happened with Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, all of these legendary guys, uh, whoever you want to name, they gotta find their system. Yes, every single quarterback in the NFL is a system quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is a system quarterback, but this is the thing about me saying they're system guys. They work with In the system of the offense. And what do they do outside of it? They They don't make it. And and this is the other thing. What you're looking for is the uniqueness of what they do outside of that system. Meaning Kenny rolling to the left and hitting Najee in the in the front side of the end zone. That's what you're seeking. And that's what you need more of him inside of that system, too. So as I put on these sunglasses right here, they're tinted like orange, but I'm gonna say black and gold, okay. Stop lying to yourselves. Soon as the draft hits, soon as OTAs and young rookies come in and camp starts, DK, we're all bleeding black and gold again. The future's so bright, we got to wear shades going into this
0: next segment when we come back on the Ramon Foster Show. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. At some point or other, we... Whoa... Do you have an Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh,
1: like, accent that you can pull up? I would, but I don't even want to embarrass myself right now, DK. <laughs> You're already close to Canada as it is, man. I don't want to start changing language, going to French and anything else. You know, I'm going to stick with my accent right now. <laughs> See how we do it, though? I went all the way to Canada to do the show about Matt Canada. Just like that, right? <laughs>
0: yes. Connor Hayward is a big wild card heading into 2023. You've talked a lot about yeah. him during the season, including before he'd started to elevate his profile a little bit. And I'm looking at now a situation where Zach Gentry, unrestricted free agent, okay, yeah. and told me, by the way, Zach did himself after the season. He, he didn't sound like he was coming back. okay. Uh, Derek Watt, another yeah. one. Uh, mm-hmm. God bless him. And everything else, he contributed to special teams, but that's a lot of money, 3.5 to put into a special teams guy and very, very part-time fullback. What can Connor Hayward do here? Can he be both? Can he be? I don't know. I mean, what did you see in his skill set, but notably the blocking, because I know that every offensive lineman always notices (laughs) how a tight end blocks. Uh,
1: Blocking is something he's got to work on. He has to be in a position where that's an emphasis of his. I thought he did well as far as his physicality on special teams. We saw him make plays there early, like starting kickoff type stuff. He was one of those first guys down type of dudes, man. We know he's an athlete down the middle. His ability uh, to catch the ball using his hands and protecting his body and going to the ground, he showed us that. He shows he
0: has a contorting ability, he, which is
1: good. It's, it's, we saw it in
0: college, though. When you watched his film last year after he was drafted, yeah. that's
1: what you saw. What What's crazy is this guy still fell later in the draft, DK, but that also speaks to Pittsburgh's ability to find that type of hidden talent. I don't think the NFL is nice enough to say, you know what, that's Cam Hayward's little brother. We'll let the Steelers pick him up. No. That's not the case. Uh, they were able to find talent in a young guy like him, man, that has that skill set. Uh, we saw him go in motion a good bit this year. Again, we mentioned his catching ability. We also mentioned the fact that he's definitely, okay, DK, checking me out here, okay, and I'm going to send this to him when we see it. He's definitely the fastest Hayward in the family. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, no. He's he didn't he just to do that. that he's the fastest Hayward in the family
0: what you guys don't know is that Ramon is not above clipping an episode like this oh no. like this and then texting it to number 97 so that he can see it
1: And then, you know not what above this I, I have a job where it has unlimited mic and ink okay we can do this all the time DK he still got a train so yes Connor Hayward is the fastest Hayward y'all tag him in this and let him know that I said this okay but there's the deficiency that everybody has to work on in this league, and that's for him, especially if uh, if Derek Watt's not back. It's the ability to be a lead blocker. It's the ability to line up on the line of scrimmage and not get bodied a little bit, meaning getting pushed back, get, being the reason there's a tackle for loss on the other side of the ball because the one thing I know for sure is outside linebacker slash DNs, they take pride, at least in Pittsburgh, they take pride in beating, beating down. Blocking tight ends or guys who are skilled tight ends that are trying to block, they want to embarrass them. And that's one thing I'm sure Coach Tomlin had a conversation with Connor say, Hey, it was cute in what you did, it was real cute. I love that man. We made a really good choice in picking you, and you made plays for us. But I need you to be able to block that increases your value with us in this NFL, and honestly. You can continue your role with this team for a very long time without saying anything about uh, about Zach Gentry, without saying anything about Derek Watt. He'll let you know the business side in the sense of you got to do this, and it's best for you if you do, because if I got to go get another fullback or block in tight end, that minimizes your role, sir.
0: Moan, Please share with the citizenry where your head coach spends all his time on the practice field.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There it is the widest. My hands are, are super wide, right? It is the widest blocking pad I've ever seen. And not just that, the offensive line has a blocking pad that's a little bit skinnier and a little bit lighter and weight. Not we, the tight ends. We, we gotta control our movements and, and like combo blocks. It'll shift on you your view mm-hmm. if you're not like lined up together. That tight end blocking pad. It's probably about 250 pounds, if not heavier. It's wide. It You got to have your mind right blocking that thing. And I'm sure that's what Connor Hayward's going to spend a lot of his time.
0: And that's also where the head coach will spend his time. Oh, right yes. behind him. That's it, <laughs> I've never seen anything like this in sports. I'm trying to picture like a baseball manager just standing and watching the shortstop during <laughs> infield practice. That's the equivalent of this. Tomlin is... Uh, to say the least, an enormous believer oh in the gosh. tight ends being able to block, but he'll do it in a way that those sleds are there. Yeah, he doesn't want you going into the sled. He doesn't want you to follow through the motion. He wants you to go to jail for what you just <laughs> did to that sled.
1: I've I've seen guys in, in and Zach Gentry was his
0: number one like target is that guy better and he got better and Zach will tell you the same thing for as much yeah. as a pain as that was knowing that the head coach was right behind you are you yeah. kidding
1: yeah and not only that man I've seen tight ends just hit that pad and be like what are we doing but again when you play a style of ball or you expect to play a style of ball too like I said that that's very physical in the AFC North the backs on backers is a huge drill, D.K., and the first part of that is the run-blocking aspect of that. So, yeah, w- whether he wants to or not, it's going to happen, D.K. Yeah,
0: and again, whether it's tight end uh, or fullback or, or some hybrid position or whatever, yeah. that's going to be fascinating to watch unfold this summer. It, it really ideal,
1: ideal for Connor Hayward is to be Cal uh, Juszczyk in San Francisco 2.0. If that's the role that they were going to craft for him, I see more of Juszczyk and and Connor Hayward than I see of almost any other lead back, Rashard out of Baltimore. If he can get to where Juszczyk is with the 49ers, they got something special in Connor because we know he's an athlete. When we come back, the only second that matters is Moan.
0: Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, the Friday episode of the Ramon Foster Show, and this is the only segment that matters, and it's brought to you by Get Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Moan, three expert chefs. Count them. One, two, three. Yes. Fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they refer to uniquely as crave-ability. Yep. Order your favorite entry. At the get-go cafe and market today, better believe it. Believe Today's it. entry comes from Manuel Artiaga. And you know, Mona, we mentioned off off the uh, off the air here, we get people sending us stuff from all over the world here. I'm gonna yeah. presume where Manuel is from. He's, it's gonna be somewhere in Latin America, but there are so many. It is fans, Steelers fans in that part of the world. Our downtown shop in Pittsburgh, uh, we have so many fans that fly up from Mexico just for the games, and then they go Man. right back.
1: Man. Uh, the,
0: the hold that this franchise has in that part of the world
1: Not just that. I was privy to some information one time as far as, like, stadium security. It was low-level stuff. It's just, like, the understanding of how big the reach is on game day. (laughs) There was a ping on Pittsburgh Steelers in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean going, like, on a boat somewhere. Like, that's how big we are. When we mention that, like, a fan base is huge. And you know I did a a football camp in Mexico City also. Yes. As as far as that. And that's huge. Najee just did it, if I'm not mistaken. A bunch of guys do it. And let me tell you, our fan base is wide, of just all nationalities, countries, people don't matter, man. It's still a nation, seriously.
0: Well, we're grateful. This is my way of saying it here. We're grateful, Manuel, for for you. Yes. Whether I mean
1: now, you, for all I know, you
0: might live right here in Watertown, New York. <laughs> but I'm just in in general. Seeing your name reminded me yeah. of uh, of uh, of the reach that the, that not only the Steelers have, but also of this show. And we're grateful for it. We are. Uh, Manuel says. Uh, hey, Moan. That's me. We, the Steelers culture, and bear with this because Manuel's English isn't uh, all the way. Well, it's probably, well, let's put it this way. It's way better than my Spanish. <laughs> Are big on faith, strong on will, and consistent on supporting this team and this way of life. Right. With a development of greatness in the team, the players, the coaches, and the community that characterize this organization and us being part of it, too. This transition, and I can tell you from reading the rest of this that Manuel's referring to keeping Matt Canada in the fold. Yeah. Might not be perfect, but it will continue its success as it has before. All the pieces have been shaped to work toward what's best for the team. That is why even Matt Canada will find his way to show that brilliance that identifies us as the top team and everywhere we go, no matter what, we are a resilient culture that pursues always being the best. I can't tell you about how much I lo- I like this one. That warms I, me up because you know what that sounds like to me? That's what fandom sounds like in other countries. It's a yeah. very different mindset when you hear about people who follow uh, British soccer or mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing. That's what it sounds like. They they they, they write and they speak with this. Remarkable I, passion. Did
1: you experience that down there? I did, DK. Like they came out early. They were lined up early for us to come out. Um, just the love that we got around just the city when we were just going from venue to venue, the autograph signings, the camp, there, the way they went all out. In the drills that we were putting them through, <laughs> I was holding the bag a couple of times and they ran into the bag and bounced off the ground, but they were up and ready to go again. But I think what Manuel's perspective is this, man, I think we who are, you know, specifically here and probably rightfully so, I'm not going to take that away from anybody's fandom. Uh, we said this a little bit yesterday. Get a little spoiled. I think our hey mom yesterday said, "Are we a little spoiled? Yes, we are because it's just right there. You're 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 a plane flight away or a drive away from witnessing what happens in what was Hinesfield, now Shore Stadium. Uh, you you understand probably the game a little bit more. You you have probably met guys and had conversations with them. Uh, I know this for sure. So many people around the city of Pittsburgh that have said, yeah, I talked to this guy. I talked to Louis Lip. Louis Lip. I talked to Jerome Bettis. I talked to, you know, all these type of guys around the city to where you feel entitled to that they're supposed to be as you need them to be. I think what Manuel Manuel is saying is this in a sense of understanding how the game works. There's wins. There's losses, right? There's ups. There's downs. And I think I, I, where we are in the expectation of just fire, 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 get rid of Matt Canada, may be justifiable, right? You can say I, I get it, I understand why everybody that had a worse uh, offense than him got fired this year, and that's fair. But we'd be we'd be silly if we didn't think the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't supposed to have a law, not supposed to have a transition, not supposed to try to dig themselves out of the pits. I think that's what makes those Super Bowls so interesting. Let's not forget, okay, Cowher went years before he actually got that that Lombardi trophy. Okay, let's not think about the times in which the Steelers were just bad. Well, uh, Since the, the 70s, there was a span of going from the 80s all the way into the 90s, even with Super Bowl appearances where you didn't raise the trophy you still are one of the top echelon organizations in the NFL. There was due to be a reset, a rebuild, a reload. And that's just where we are. I think one of the biggest components of it is we all can conversate with one another and how the the algorithm works, where if I say something negative, more negative stuff comes up. The appreciation of what the franchise has kind of had over the years, since the 70s, more or less than anything, right? You can say... What, what 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 he's saying is trusting the process like even Matt Canada deserves that opportunity to kind of show and prove himself if you fire a guy that's con that contract isn't currently up then you got to pay that guy plus a new guy and hope this new guy works out too and I think what he's saying that faith aspect of it of you know what that's why I said in the first segment stop lying to yourself you're gonna <laughs> exactly. be at that stadium <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Find your inner Manuel and get there. Uh, we all need a little
0: bit of that in us. I, I just my, my favorite thing. I've, I've spoken, communicated, and, and met so many uh, Latin American fans and following yeah. teams. A, a lot of times, far. And again, and they're, when you ask them what it is, how it is that they got hooked on the Steelers or whatever else, because it's not. It's obviously it's not a city thing or anything like that. They'll tell you in some form or other what Manuel just did, which is that we like what they stand for. We like what yeah. they represent. We like the consistent success. We like the fact that there's something that leads into the consistent success. Yes. It's a, what a what a wonderful way to end this uh, weird week. Come
1: on. Yeah, I, I'll say it again. Don't lie to yourselves, okay? <laughs> is the <laughs> troll <Latrobe laughs> participation or the troll stadium going to be any less full, DK? No, no, I think that's going to be filled. With- <laughs> That's true. Don't lie to yourself, Um, y'all. Let's do it again next week. No doubt, man.